There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley, and with me today is someone who I met about a year and a half ago, and when I met her, her, her light shined brightly. So I'm finding these people, and I see them through some interaction, some kind of almost random thing that we get together, and I go, this person is special. And so welcome, Bridget Patton. Bridget Patton is a channel and an emotional intelligence coach, and we're getting together to talk about some wild stuff today. So thanks so much for being here, Bridget. It is truly my pleasure. I instantly felt attracted to your energy and your aura right from the beginning. So this is divine timing that we're connecting right now for sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's just jump right into it. You are almost like the spiritual teacher of spiritual teachers. Yes. Right? And so those, there's many of us coming through now who are channels and we're all doing it in different ways. And what I always thought was interesting when I first started channeling, I thought, well, only Esther was the only other channel alive, you know, and I knew about, about Seth and all that stuff, but, but, uh, but um, Jane Roberts had passed. Uh, and then I started researching and found Story Waters and Bashar and all these other people. And then, uh, and then as I evolved, I met more and more and more David Strickle. Uh, and then through the boot camp, so many people were becoming channels and that boot camp is really a you know a process where you get in touch with who you truly are and if your soul's purpose is to be a spiritual leader and teacher one of those ways that that manifests is by being a channel which now i understand is a natural ability for i guess everyone and i like to say that it's sort of like singing everyone can sing and some people are just more naturally talented at it, but everyone can develop their voice. And, and while the channeling messages are consistent, they're all unique because the combination between this infinite intelligence and the person channeling is unique. And so for me, Joshua is really interested in how to live life effectively as we intended prior to our births and not get caught up in the old approach to life of trying to achieve things or be loved by others or prove worthiness or validation and that stuff. So you're coming through now and you've been channeling for since 2014. So about as long as I have, uh, and you're getting these downloads and what is the information that you're receiving? So I was consciously, understanding what was being told to me right around 2014. But ever since I was a little girl, I mean, since I was eight years old, I've been drawn to speak and to share the message of the universe. And so um, the information that I always saw and believed in was an evolved way of living and being together in harmony on the planet. I mean, I've had literal dreams of this where I've been experiencing it and I've been with people and, you know, we were all just in harmony. And so right around 2010, I got a download. Now I understand it was a download of a structure for like communities, um, you know, groupings of people, the way to have each person best living in their natural design, their human design, their template, their blueprint, whatever they came here to do on their mission Um, So we can all live in our natural roles. Like you said, some people are more natural at channeling or singing or whatever, and be honored in that space 
in that role, even if they're resting, even if they're in a gestation period, and what that community would look like. Like, what do these systems look like? How can we, you know, uh, function effectively and energetically efficiently in a sustainable community setting? And this is what's been rolling out piece by piece coming in. And uh, really what I know now in my sole mission is, is to bring this forth into humanity. Yeah. Well, in our old approach to life, we believe in a hierarchy of men. So some people are greater than others. And in truth, we're all absolutely equal. And it's the illusion that we're imperfect that causes us to need to be respected or liked or loved or, or chase money or chase achievement and that stuff. And then to perceive yourself as doing well as compared to someone else or doing poorly as compared to someone else. When we realize that in this new approach to life, we're all equal, we're all here to explore our thing that fascinates us. Um, we're not here to comply or conform to any rules that we are here to live in harmony with each other. And so we have to get into that new idea of equality and that everyone, the homeless person and the president and everyone else is, uh, is exploring their own thing and we need not judge any of that. And the only reason we would judge it is because we have limiting beliefs and it's all based in fear. In love, we could accept that this representation of that human going through whatever that experience is, is equal to whatever we're doing or whatever anyone else is doing is, and actually they are us doing the same thing, right? We are all one and we are all expressing unique experiences of lives and unique perspectives in order to move to higher and higher realms of love. Absolutely. And so you're actually thinking about what would it look like to create communities of people who are living in harmony? Yes. Yeah. And so I love that you actually brought up the hierarchy because this is something that I've been on a soapbox about lately. Uh, and I study different modalities, but what I have found has the highest resonance of frequency as far as translating uh, genetics and our DNA out is the gene keys. So when you're looking at the 64 gene keys, the one that I've really been drawn to discuss lately is gene key seven. And that talks about the hierarchy it talks about how we aren't actually meant to be in a hierarchy, how we aren't actually designed to even live like that. And that when you're in a hierarchy, it automatically takes away the individuality of each person. Yeah. And so um, in the past, because we are designed very in like animals in the natural world, we automatically can recognize and appoint alphas into position just because someone's an alpha doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be a high vibrational or high frequency leader. And so what's happening right now in this transition in awareness and consciousness is that people are starting to figure out that they don't need to be in fight or flight, that they don't need to be competitive, that they don't need to, you know, um, that we can combine resources, that we can share our gifts together. And guess what? Everybody is doing less, doing less and being more. Right. They're turning into philosophers and theologists. And I mean, this is happening. Like we're not just philosophizing about this. We're, we're putting it together. Like we've, we've brought all of these light workers together who are acting this out in a, um, a virtual sense. So we're building this entire network and everybody is showing up and it's working. Yeah. It is working. And so that's why I'm so excited because it's, it's almost scary at first, you know, cause you're humans like, Oh my gosh, is this really going to happen? But then as you let go of your expectations and your judgment about what you're being asked to do one person and one step at a time, everybody's filling the, the capacity of the container in their own way that fits their human design. Yeah. Joshua talks about, a tapestry that's all that is and the, without anyone's experience of life that there would be holes in the tapestry and so there cannot be any holes because everyone's life is equal and that the old approach to life of conforming and following leaders is being torn down now and and we're very happy to see Trump in this position where He's reducing this idea that the presidency is anything, right? 
And no matter what you think about him, you can say that, well, actually, it's not really affecting my life. And he's not really doing anything. He's not really doing anything wrong or doing anything good. It's just not effective. So this idea of this leader who will guide you through life is being torn apart and it's torn apart in, you know, Bikram and the, you know, the Kundalini community where their leaders are now they're seeing that they were just, you know, they were just humans bringing forth something from a human idea. And there was some fear and control in that. And that's, being, you know, all these people who are so focused on how powerful these leaders were are now rethinking that. So when Joshua talks about us as spiritual leaders and teachers, it's not that we're leading anyone to do anything. We're simply being an example that they can choose to follow if they were. And I'm like this perfect example because you would, if you knew Gary Temple Bodley, you would never follow him anywhere. You know, it's like this guy, right? But all I'm doing is presenting, okay, here's what Joshua has said. This is how I'm choosing to live my life. It's working for me, and I'm living a life better than I ever had experienced before, far beyond what I ever imagined was possible. And and that's simply my example. But what I enjoy in this life is not what you're going to enjoy in this life. And what I'm doing is what, not what you need to be doing. What I'm doing is I just found my soul's purpose. But everyone has a different soul's purpose, right? And everyone's going to express their soul's purpose as they realize that following this path of true self-discovery will lead to your natural talents and attributes that will allow you to become more and more authentic. And as you become vulnerable in that authenticity, that's when this unbelievable stuff happens. Absolutely. And, And, you know, in October... I had received this message from spirit that our monetary system and structures and our hierarchy structures would be disintegrating. I got that message in October and then I needed to start putting these sustainable community concepts uh, into play online, you know, through this virtual community so that we could start playing with the energy and, and whatnot. I had no idea, obviously, I mean, who did that all these other events were going to unfold, but, um, What I learned was, and I'm very adamant about this because you're talking about being vulnerable and you're talking about, you know, just being your authentic self and allowing for those pieces to come out. When you're doing something in a a hierarchical structure and the leaders are, you know, encouraging followers and that they have a solution to your problem instead of reinforcing that you have the solution to the problem. You're just, you're reinforcing an imbalance of servitude and dictatorship, really. Right. Yeah. And, and what happens is you keep humanity in the victimhood mentality. And that's, that's actually shifting dramatically and quickly right now. And that's why there's so much imbalance between an empath and a narcissist and all these different labels that we use to describe people that are crossing the boundary and people that aren't setting boundaries, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's like the institutions now that we're in this lockdown phase, um, the institution of the corporation, the institution of education, the institution of government, the institution of financial structures, the institution of what's important in life, the old approach to life of that stuff, all that's breaking down now. And people are saying, well, Where's, you know, where's the fear? It's interesting because when I talk to people in our communities, they feel so much less fear than people outside our communities. And why is that? Because they can see all this happening from a higher perspective. They realize nothing bad is happening. The people living in fear are perceiving that their dreams and goals are not going to be met. But those dreams and goals are based generally in fear and lack. I need to have someone to love me. But now I can't date, you know, or I can't be with my children because of this thing. I need Mm -hmm. to have a big house and a car to prove that I'm worthy. But now I can't go to work because of this stuff. So that's where the fear is. And those of us who are living on this side of it are saying, actually, in this moment, everything's great. We're at home. We're building our relationships. We're thinking more about our body. We have time to focus on our passions and interests. And we're looking at the structures from a new perspective saying, really, why do you need to commute 45 minutes to work when you could do it through Zoom? Why do you need to go to school when 
you were never interested in anything they were teaching anyway. And they were all, always programming you. And you can learn anything you need to learn that you're interested in on YouTube right now. Why do you need to have a government tell you what to do? And isn't it interesting how so many people are just following and complying and then regurgitating the narrative? And, there, and there's a few people like me who are presenting other sides of this. Like I, <clears throat> from the very beginning, I said, this lockdown is not going to be beneficial. There's no way they're containing this. Their fears are driving their actions, and those actions driven in fear are never going to be productive. It's all going to work out. We're all going to get some type of herd immunity, and we're going to be evolved to another stage. And Joshua had done a, uh, a reading on this very early on, just on the coronavirus, which has, was wildly popular and now is taken down. <laughs> so I got my first YouTube video taken down. But it said that, that the virus is a being of love and it's here for a purpose. And the purpose is to allow people to reprioritize their lives. You can't, you can't really you know, go in that old approach of life of achieving your, your, you know, your worthiness or your validating your existence because there's nothing you can do now. You're at home. So you have to give that up. And as you give that up, well, as you relax into that and say, you know, it's really nice being at home. It's nice watching Netflix. It's nice having time to garden and to bake and to pursue the things I'm interested in doing. This really is a beneficial spring break. And why am I so much in fear? And so now they're starting to understand that this fear they're feeling isn't necessary. It's not helping them at all. It's a control mechanism that does not work. And so yeah. you see a future where we're living mindful lives out of fear? Oh, yeah. It's So when I talked about 2014, uh, it was really 2013 when I started to realize that we could ask for whatever we wanted and we can get what that is. And I really, I have pushed the boundaries of that. Like anybody can ask for money, but then what? What are you going to do? So, I mean, like, I push the edges of my consciousness in ima my imagination and what, how big could I go? Could I go globally? Like, what can I do here? And so, when I started getting the downloads about the community, um, I just, for the, the past seven years... I got to be shown over and over again all the premonitions I had. If I would have, if I would have taken action, if I would have done what I was being shown without being afraid of what I was being shown, because it, you can have fear on a productive side or a not productive side, right? It's like I'm being asked to produce something, and I'm afraid of what I'm being asked to produce. What are people going to think of me? You know, all of those pieces. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So this is what Joshua says that in the old approach to life, you are limited by your fear. And you, you exist in this state of fear, and so you're tapping into this source of consciousness based in fear. And so you receive urges to change the conditions. When you find your alignment, those times you're feeling good, you're tapping into the source of love, and then you're receiving inspiration. And that inspiration will always trigger limiting beliefs, and so there will always oh, yeah. be fear. But you can analyze that fear. Is it rational, meaning you could die from doing this, or is it irrational meaning you cannot die and if it's irrational you can you can believe and know that if you push past that fear to do the one action you can do and not think too far ahead but the one action you can do now you'll be led on this course to the evolution of this inspiration but but not like you think it's going to be you know and yes. you don't want to know exactly what it's going to be it's really about no. that journey yeah yeah so, i love that you said that because you you really, in order to bring forth this level of consciousness that's coming through and being channeled, we aren't going to be able to see. We're not going to be able to know how because our brain is a recording device that is regurgitating from the past. So we really have to be heart-centered and gut-centered in our leadership. And as we move forward, and we have to understand how to interpret and know that every day, I'm like I, I said earlier before we got on the call, it's like, it's so mind blowing because it's supposed to be. Our mind is being reprogrammed second by second right now if we allow it to be. Yeah. And if you lean into those dense energies, you're actually opening up. So like fear and anxiety and all this, 
And when you understand which part of your being you're opening up by, by leaning into it and stretching into it, now you can continue forth with that thread of inspiration that was pulling you through the eye of the needle to begin with. Yes. To weave that tapestry, to do that creation. Wow. And so I was seeing this, but I was so afraid of it because I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy. My right. husband's like, people just aren't ready for this yet. And, you know, it's all in good timing. You know, it's all in divine timing anyway. Yeah. But if I hadn't gone through those last seven years being shown over and over again and getting irritated that <laughs> I didn't do it, then I wouldn't be brave enough to forge ahead and create this community that is is birthing right now and I mean even the noises that I'm being asked to make you know like I'm in the shower and I'm just like like I haven't made these noises (laughs) since I was in childbirth and I like and the the thought in my head is like is my husband gonna hear me are my kids gonna think I'm in here dying you know (laughs) but then it's like I know I had to ground that energy that was coming in and it felt so earthy and I'm like this is coming into the physical I'm not just pulling from the ethers it's here right now and so uh, I've seen it I've felt it and we all know that we feel it just like you said you follow that thread of inspiration you have to be able to feel through it you can't do it from your head so you feel through it and I have felt this I have felt it and so many people have come forth now that this is in its creation stages and they're like, I've seen this community, I've wanted to do this. And so we're bringing all these people in. They're just showing up. I had 40 new people in the last month and I was getting like four people at a time kind of trickling in 40 new people in a month. They all can see this. So it's just a matter of facilitation now. Yes. So, So are we in stage one now? The pre-building stage? Uh, well, when you look, and I know you understand the quantum physics of things, it's like everything's happening simultaneously. So everybody has different roles, and there's people that are coaches already. There's people that are public speakers. There's people that are writers, uh, people that draw sacred geometry. There's philosophers in there. There's hermits in there that are there in the container. So it's, it doesn't matter where the people are in their quote unquote stages. They're all at a frequency. So they're all at a frequency and we're just allowing for the frequency to be shown to us and come into the container. So Uh I get a question and I pop it into the community. I'm like, Hey, who wants to do this? And then like 10 people are like, Oh, I want to do it. Or someone else is like, what do you think about relics and being able to, you know, infuse energy into relics and, and, Sure enough, it's something that I had seen in the grand picture. And so it's like, yeah, who wants to create this hub for to do that project? Mm. So the projects from day to day are exploding one day to the next. And we have all of the network already online. So we're, I, we, we applied for nonprofit status. I mean, everything from day to day is happening so fast. I can't say what stage it's in because, <laughs> <laughs> because like each piece of it is either in the gestation period or the birthing process, or we're raising it already. And so I would say that what's happening is we're stabilizing. We're stabilizing the leadership of this container Uh because I want to make sure everybody's like on the same understanding and that they all feel comfortable being in the unknown at this level, because it's really, it's really uncomfortable being in the unknown like this. Yeah. (laughs) To it. So you know, this idea of community, the, the greatest thing about doing what I'm doing is the community that's around Joshua and it's people all over the world and everyone's doing something interesting and adding something to it. And everyone has their unique personalities. It's really fun, but everyone is getting to bounce off ideas with, with like-minded people. And, uh, you know, my whole life, I've always been fascinated by camaraderie. I love war movies and seeing how those guys are just, so in it together and they're and they love each other so much and i'm like you know that is really this idea that if you could live a life in camaraderie or in a community with people where you accept them as uh equals to you and all part of this thing uh and that's been tried before and it's never worked 
because there's always the, the charismatic leader who has an ego. There's always vast amounts of rules. Did you watch Wild Wild Country? I did that. Okay, so it's this uh, community that was formed in India. There was a lot of Americans in this community, and they were getting pressure to, from the Indian government, so they ended up moving to Oregon. They built this community. They took over this town there. And it, at first it was wonderful. And then it's just spiraled out of control like these things do. But the leader had like, this is the guy who had 87 Rolls Royces, if you remember. And eventually it all fell apart. And I've noticed in my life too that I've, I've at times come together with, with friends and been so into this huge group of friends. And then something happens, like someone gets divorced or whatever, and the, it falls apart. Do you see this being a physical community? Yes, absolutely. And it's actually already happening. So this is a global online community already. I mean, we have people in Spain, the UK, France, all the way to Alaska and California on the other side. So there's people all over. And what I'm finding that is really fascinating is many of the people coming into the community have large pieces of property already. Mm. Wow. And so. I don't know how this piece will roll out because like I said, every day it's like, what's going to happen. But on our property uh, alone, we simultaneously got led to start a community garden. And I also have horses on my property that I do this healing work with where I partner with the horses and they are magnificent mirrors because they're prey animals. So they have to be in tune all the time to what the biofeedback is. Mm. And so I am likening this community to a herd of horses where everybody has um, a role and a position to make sure that this moves forward. So we're just opening this space, this physical space up to start seeing what can we do in the physical space that is that we're experimenting with in this big container. So there's two pillars, the leadership pillar, and then there's the pillar where people that are just finding out about being an empath or channeling, or maybe their kids are seeing things, which is happening a lot, or maybe their kids are experiencing big emotional explosions or whatever. There's all kinds of things happening over here where the people are just waking up out of this sleepy state. And then there's the people that you said that are doing the inner work. They've been on the journey. Maybe they're relaxing and doing the, the stuff right now, but there's also a deeper pull happening inside of people. Like even though everyone's, fine doing the inner work and that people are, are being asked to step up and be part of something bigger because that's just what's happening astrologically. Right. I mean, our celestial family is downloading energy into our bodies right now that is activating us into action. And so we have the leadership here and the leaders are just really, their nervous systems have evolved. So that's my definition of leadership is they're in this frequency, they have the integrity, they have the transparency, the devotion, the commitment, every single one of them. And so they're all holding that container so that we can draw in the people that really need to be helped through these stages. And it's a shortcut because whenever somebody does something in the physical realm, everybody, especially if you can channel and access consciousness, now can connect with that. So like you were saying, like this stuff maybe hasn't worked in the past and that, well, whether we were on the planet when it happened or not, we have access to what didn't work within consciousness. And we feel that automatically in our body and we can feel, Oh, nope, not this way. I got to do it a little different. And you can feel when that charismatic leadership is moving into ego and it, it, it warns you, you're like, Oh, nope. And so you change your language and you're feeling. And then as each one of us is doing that, it just becomes natural because this is how we're supposed to be. This is right. the natural way for us to be. Well, you can look at how you were when you were kids. Yes. You know, that, that fun and excitement and interest and play, you know, is sort of, we're all going back to that. That's but, the first quote on the website. Yeah. It's like you're in a big container playing with all of your friends like when you were kids. Right. You know, and we're t- playing with energy and we're manifesting and we're attracting people and we're like, wow, what can you do? And, you know, like, what are you, what can you see? And, and, and it can be, it doesn't even have to be always energetics. I mean, I have people that are super excited to 
create worksheets and applicable you know, content for this stuff coming in because they like to do whatever the other people are creating. So it's just like when you were kids and somebody wanted to play the teacher and somebody wanted to do the worksheets, you know, like, right. It's the same thing. Yeah. Or the cowboy or the Indian. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so a cowboy couldn't have a cowboy experience without an Indian. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like this can take, it doesn't matter who had the vision or who had the idea. It's like, I'm just, saying it because I already know all of you guys can do it. I wouldn't be able to see it if the people weren't there. And that's how I know for a fact with the way that my gift works, I would not be feeling called to move forward with this if the people weren't there. I don't have the energy for it. Like my energetics do not work that way. (laughs) This is exactly what I feel with Joshua is that those people who come to listen to Joshua and come to join the boot camp are only there for me to experience this idea of what my soul's purpose was. They come to serve me, you know, and they think that I'm serving them, but it's really the, for me, it's the other way. I get to experience what it's like to be me in this role and they come to support that. And then while they do that, then something awakens in them and then they get to do that. So we have this thing in the boot camp where once you've graduated, you can be a coach for someone else. So you can experience what it's like to be a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. and you see the boot camp from the eyes of the teacher so that all of us mixing together, we each get to complement each other and that, that there is no one person to follow. Like Joshua, you will be here. You'll get into Joshua for a while and then somehow you'll be led to something else. And what I feel is really interesting about my life is that I was born in South Africa and moved around all my childhood in the 60s and 70s. And of course, prior to the internet, there was, we, we moved almost every year. So I made friends really quickly and left friends really quickly. And so it was easy for me to leave friends behind because you couldn't communicate with them anyway. You'd have to write letters. It wasn't going to make sense. And so I just got really good at leaving people. So now I find myself in this role here where I'm welcoming huge numbers of people and some are staying for a long time and some are staying for a short time and then they'll go on to their next thing because that's what this is. It's not to follow one thing. It's to get this broad view from all kinds of other people. And that's why I have this podcast so I can introduce people to other people. Yes. Which is completely contrary to this old approach where it says, I need to have my followers follow me and never leave. You know? Right. Right? Yes. It just doesn't make any sense. No, what you want is a (laughs) flow. You want a flow. They're never leaving you anyway. They're always vibrationally with you. Yes. But But everyone needs to, you know, they need to find maybe the secret, find Abraham, find Joshua, And then from Joshua, they go on to find other things because they evolve through each new teaching that they get. They get something out of that, which broadens the belief system, which allows them to follow this path of true self-discovery to identify their soul's purpose, what they're here to do. And if you're listening to this now, there's no accident that you're here, right? Absolutely. You are awakening. You are a light worker. You are part of this community. And the only thing that's stopping you is irrational fear. And all that irrational fear is just based on limiting beliefs. So you do the work for the limiting limiting beliefs and it opens you up to this inspiration and then fear comes, but you will know how to push past that fear. So there's a a little message that came in when you said that irrational fear, uh, something that I just really clicked with. It could have been yesterday. It could have been a month ago. Who knows? I think it was yesterday, though. (laughs) Uh, It clicked into place that our fear of success is, because if you can imagine, we're raised in these containers, we're raised in these structures that really doesn't embody success for all. It's a hierarchy. So just to step outside to be successful and to move, because I'm using the word success is because we're successful in the sense that we've embodied our soul purpose. And they know in an unconscious level, like when I say they, people that are afraid to move forward and take action, they know in an unconscious level that when they step into this realm, into this container, that they are going to actually be rebelling against a system because in order to break out of it, it's an act of rebellion and that there's a fear inside of that around rebellion and anarchy and all of that. And the truth is this is the most natural way for us to play together. When you put a bunch of kids in a sandbox, they're going to work it out. They're going to figure out 
who can build the castles and who's bringing the sand over and who's getting the good toys to bring to build the castle. And it's like, when you get adults involved, they don't do it like that. Well, you don't want to fight over here, you know? And it's like, no, it's, we're supposed to harmonize. We do it naturally. It's, it's instinctual for us until we get programmed to be in a container. And now we're afraid of success because we're going to have to rebel because somebody told us that isn't the way we were supposed to do it. And we feel at a deep cellular level that when we join something like this, that we're going to get to be ourselves. And it's scary because we've never been accepted at this level yet before. But these are the containers to do it in. That very feeling is an indication that this is where to do it. Exactly right. So I will tell you right now that as you become more and more authentic and you give up this need to be like, loved, and respected by other people, this persona that you adopt in order to you think, get people to like you. They can't like you anyway, and they're not liking you because what they're liking is that persona if they like it at all, right? So when you become authentic, meaning that you are just going to follow what you're inspired to follow and give up this fear of what other people think, then you will start, everything will start working. And it will be amazing. And it will feel so good. And you will have so many experiences that are mind-blowing and fun and you know and all your talents that have been hidden will start to emerge and as you start to you have to explore those things because they don't come in you know perfect there's wobble in all of our talents and it's not about being great at something right away it's about moving through an experience to get deeper and richer experiences of that so for me you know the first book was written in in, uh, January of 2014 and I thought it was going to be a 5 million bestseller hit. It's a perception (laughs) of reality, right? And so I was surprised that it wasn't. And I was surprised that Hay House wouldn't take it and other other places, publishers wouldn't take it. And then now I realized that I had to go through seven years of experiences to be able to understand what was in that book, you know, and talk about it in a way that other people will understand what's in that book. Because it was so far beyond where I was at that time that yes. I, and I wouldn't want to have been thrust in the limelight because I was fallen apart, you know, I would Absolutely. have had so much wobble would have shown itself in manifestation events. So everything, this seven year journey was perfect, perfect to bring me where I am now to understand that my ego that used to drive my life is not in any way beneficial and I don't have to prove anything to anyone, and therefore I can relax that ego, you know, Absolutely. and just do what I'm inspired to do. And I have no attachment to an outcome. I don't care if there's five people following Joshua or 10 people or a thousand people, it doesn't matter. So long as there's one, then I get to explore who I am. Yeah, it's fun anyway. It's like, yeah. as long as there's one, I'm getting to play, you know, <laughs> I have somebody to play with. <laughs> yeah, everything else is ego. Everything right? else is and, for that, sure. and that causes all the disappointment and the regret and the thinking you should be doing something differently, you know? And that's how we were taught and programmed. You have to prove that you're worthy. You have to show them that you know something, right? Instead of you are worthy. You were born worthy. You're born good. That's your birthright. Abundance and freedom is your birthright. That all these things are yours, but only when you start to be authentic. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I love that you said that because, you know, I think all of us have gone through various, uh, well, I mean, depending on what stage you're in, you know, we all have to go through a series of activations that allow us to have those realizations because if we don't, then we haven't trained the ego to kind of sit in the back seat because the ego serves its purpose um, in this world and to take a back seat and to kind of allow spirit to, to flow. And I think we talked about this before we got on the call, my seven year thing, it, it wasn't a book that I wrote, but it was that the visions I was receiving and that I was intimidated by, but thank goodness I didn't do that then because I wouldn't have had all of the skill that I have now that I gained throughout the seven years when I had that initial vision. And so now it's like when the vision's coming in, I have no problem. And that's why it seems like it's happening overnight. It's like exploding. But even my husband's like, no, he's like, you've been working on this for 10 years. I'm like, I know, but it feels like it's happening overnight because everything's like gaining traction. Yeah. 
yeah, traction, momentum. I mean, we're, it's, it's actualizing into the physical, whereas before it was, it wasn't happening because I had so much that I needed to learn, like Mm -hmm. so much to learn still. Yeah. And you wouldn't have wanted it to happen back then. (laughs) Plus there is, I feel this huge shift in consciousness where people are finding these podcasts and finding a lot of traction, finding Abraham. I was just at the Abraham event in the Netherlands last summer, and there were 3,000 people there in Amsterdam, you know, as like in this huge arena, all paying 500 bucks to be there, all excited and unbelievable, you know, and they're just learning about this for the first time. Uh, As Esther does, she asks, how many people is this your first workshop? 95% of the people raised their hand. They had never been to one before. All the wow. And in this podcast, in the Joshua Live podcast, you have these stats of where people are coming from. And huge numbers are coming in England and uh, Northwestern Europe and France. This podcast is in the top 200 of French podcasts, and it's in English. You know? <laughs> it's, there's a boot camp that's being taught in French that people can join for, you know? And of course, Australia, New Zealand, and, and uh, Canada. Um, and, you know, so the Western world is getting this first because we're, you know, America starts because we're more open to we can be, have to do anything, that idea. And that we're more, this, this country feels more equal, you know, compared to Eastern European countries that have a hierarchy or even Italy that has a hierarchy. Uh, and England really had a hierarchy of class structure. Uh, and so we're starting, but they're coming quickly. They're coming so fast. It's just this huge wave. And we have to understand, right, that we're on the leading edge of this wave. And so we're sort of the ones that's setting forth the trails that other people will follow in the future. Yes. And I'm so glad that you said that because they're showing me the holes that you talked about in the pattern earlier. And so one of the things that I look at is, and I I get a feeling inside of my body so that I know that I'm supposed to be looking out for this thing. And it's like, okay, where is the need already fulfilled? Like, where are there already XYZ, you know, roles that are being played out that I, I can actually see people explaining and doing whatever it is better than I could. So why would I, even though I can do it, it's like, but why would I keep doing it when I can just refer them to Gary or I can refer them to, you know, the people in the community? So what isn't being done that I know I can do that I'm noticing? And one way that I know is if, if there's a problem, if I see a problem in the world, it's because I carry the key for the solution. I know how to do it because the law of polarity states like you have to be at a level of consciousness to, consciousness to even see that there's a problem. Mm. So, of course, you see a solution. You just have to learn how to shift your perspective. So when I'm saying this, I'm talking about why we started creating the community, why we started creating this container, because it is true. We are blazing the trails. And what what is the next thing humanity is going to need as all of these awakening people are going to, we're not just going to all keep going to work. You know, that isn't what happens. So what are we going to need? So we need to create these systems. We need to create these structures so that spirit can show us what that is. And so that's right. why we're taking everything that you just said. So, you know, if anybody listening to this podcast, if you just listened to the numbers last summer, 95% of people that were at this 3000, you know, person event that are just getting into Abraham. So if you can imagine all of those people needing a community to like, funnel into to use their gifts and to experiment and play and what could we do like what kind of technology are we going to create what kind of you know relationships are we going to be able to you know travel through portals I mean these are all the things that I think about I'm not even kidding you so like I totally know that all this stuff exists and we've heard about it but I haven't like touched it and tasted it myself so I'm going to create a container so I can attract that because I want to see it yeah (laughs) So here's a couple ideas. One is that there are people moving from fear to love. And as they move across that fence into love, they will be drawn to whatever it is. It could be Kundalini Yoga. It could be 
uh, it could be this podcast, it could be Abraham, it could be The Secret, it could be whatever. And then there's others on the fear side of the fence that they are not ready yet. And they will be living lives of fear. And from our perspective, we will feel sorry for them and will want to help them. But that is a control idea because we feel sadness or some kind of distress, some kind of negative emotion for their progress. We're not seeing their progress as equal, right? They're on their journey. And so if they're living in fear, we have to accept that they're not ready for us now and not to try and save those people. They don't need our saving. What we are focused on are the people who are already made the transition to the love side, who are already drawn to this, who are who are seeking this, who are interested in this, who are passionate about this, right? And who have, you know, some limiting beliefs that we can work through. And so the first thing to understand is that all thoughts that ever existed still exist. And we do not create thoughts in our head. We attract thoughts. Everything is attracted, right? And so if we're in a lower emotional state of being, we attract thoughts that humans normally think based in fear. If we can rise to a level of alignment and understand that there is no wrong, that everything is right, that everything in this moment is bringing us everything that we need to explore whatever we're needing, that there is no wrong. We change our definition of wrong. We opt out of polarity and into neutrality. And then we realize that every idea also exists. Every thought exists in a realm of potentiality that has not thought yet, has not been thought yet. So if we need an idea, if we're vibrationally aligned for that idea, and that idea is retrieved by us in any moment, we have to know that that is a divine idea being sent to us and that we're vibrationally ready for that idea. And that idea, then we are we have attracted it because we're vibrationally aligned with it and that it's for us in some way. So we can really understand that when we need something, we're going to receive it and there's no need to be afraid of it. And there is no need to think too far ahead in the future, but just to do whatever you can do in the moment. You start acting like that in this alignment, receiving these ideas and acting on these ideas. This is what will create Everything and the creation of those, you know, those ideas that come from the divine and created into physical reality are thousands of times more powerful than any idea created out of fear. So while humanity will exist in a state of fear, there are those of us who are existing in more in love and we are being receptive to grand ideas that have so much more power. And this is what will lead humanity towards ultimately this love-based society of harmony as we go forward. And so wherever you are, you have to know that you're receiving these ideas and yet you have some limiting beliefs that say that you might lose something if you act on this idea. You know, if you have, like I had, I was living in Florida, I was married and I had this idea to buy a house in the South that we could hold Joshua events at. And so I was just having fun looking at houses on realtor.com and Zillow. And I see all these cool big houses. My budget was 500000 at the time. And I find this bed and breakfast in this town called Newton. And I go, oh, that's really cool. And I'm looking at it. I'm driving the streets in Google Maps. I'm saying, wow, that's, you know, it's 40 minutes outside of Charlotte. There's a hub there. This seems like a really cute little town. And then all of a sudden, two blocks away, comes this house on the market for $112,000. It's a five-bedroom, five-bath Victorian mansion built in 1907. And it was 112000 hadn't been lived in for years. And so I bought it the first day, right? I paid full price and I said, well, if it turns out to be nothing, I'll just lose a deposit. And so I looked at all these houses along the way and this was the best house and the best bones and the best on Main Street, a block from downtown. It was unbelievable. And then when I get here, I go, oh my God, this is the house I've been dreaming of in my dreams since I was 20. It had this back, when I walked down this back staircase in the kitchen, it goes, I've been on the staircase before. And so then I said, I have to live in this house. And so that led me out of my marriage very elegantly. And here I am living in this house with Tracy and, you know, all the things that have happened in the last couple of years. It's amazing. Yeah. So this is the inspiration that if you can not just go with the flow of what you're interested in, you'll be led to all these things. Absolutely. I'm, I have many, many, many similar uh, stories like that, but I just, I love the way that you, 
described it and were able to like give the numbers and the pieces because I, I mean, every single day, I feel like right now, that's what the day is like. Every single step is there's so many overlapping synchronicities for every single thing that's happening that I can't even, I could write a book every day. I'm not even kidding you. It's, it's that in sync right now in order to birth this. And so one thing that I, I wanted to add, cause you were talking about silent following those frequencies and, you know, the thought is available to you within, you know, the structure of, you know, consciousness I'm an emotional intelligence coach. And one thing that I have a group of people working on is reprogramming the thoughts at the lower frequencies. And so what is so amazing at that is like, while we're in it, acting out a different outcome while in that energetic space is totally breaking apart the thought process around each emotion. So for example, I'll just use this one if somebody's feeling jealous or envious of what they see someone else doing, that's an opportunity to indicate to yourself that if you can be jealous, you can also do a skill like that or diff, you know, with a different essence or with a different frequency. So you said this earlier that everybody could be communicating the same thing, but it's with a different essence. It's with different language. You might be presenting the exact same material, but people are going to receive it differently because of your energy, the energetic makeup of your being. And so when you can take every single vibrational frequency and like you said earlier, not make it about it being good or bad or right or wrong, or even labeling it and staying with the label of fear, or jealousy, or whatever, it's like, well, what else do you want this frequency to mean? Like, what do you want to do from a higher perspective when that frequency is felt by you? So that now you're using every single vibrational frequency that's moving through your being, and you know what to do with it. Does this mean I need to take a nap? Like if I'm getting all freaked out about stuff, it's like I obviously need a nap because I don't get freaked out about stuff. The only time I do is when I can't manage my energy because I'm tired. I'm yeah. like a two-year-old, okay? Uh, <laughs> I need a nap. So yeah. everybody has those. Um, I like that halt. You know, if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you know, you don't want to take action. But if I'm none of those things and I'm still feeling the emotion coming up, then I know that spirit's asking me to work a thread ah, for humanity. Wow. So, and so, and the reason I think this is coming up with you and your listeners is because you have such a strong connection to consciousness that I think that you would be able to be one of those reprogrammers that can alter reality at those frequencies. Yeah. Well, that's the primary um, teachings of Joshua is just what you said look at things from this higher perspective. Okay, so you're feeling negative emotion. That means that a limiting belief has been triggered and you feel fear and you're looking at your reality as an illusion, not the true reality. The illusion of wrong, the illusion of danger, or the illusion of problems, right? From the higher perspective, if you look down from your inner self's perspective on your life, nothing is wrong. It's all working its way out. You just can't see it yet because you have these limiting beliefs. And the limiting beliefs are like these cups that are half full. They, the, if it had information, they would be full and they would no longer be limiting. So the limiting belief is just missing information. And so if you had something happen, like look at your breakup, if you were broken up with a boyfriend in high school, you were devastated because the limiting belief was triggered that you weren't worthy of that person or you'll never find another one to love or that you're not good enough or whatever it is, right? That limiting belief. Then you fast forward five years and you're in love with someone new. And now all of a sudden that previous breakup doesn't feel bad. Why not? Because that limiting belief that you had back there has more information. And so it's deactivated. And so all that is, is the limiting, any limiting belief, it's not true or false, it's just limiting. And so if we can add information into that by looking at it from a higher perspective, then it softens it. I just got a download while you were just talking. I've never said this before, but I said when it was coming in, I said, I'll say whatever comes in. And then now I'm like, um, so 
I think, I don't know how this works, but what I heard is basically the concept to change form and to shape shift. So as you're talking about these frequencies and when you're feeling shame or worthiness or all that, the message that came in while you were talking, because we just before that we were talking about reprogramming and altering reality at those frequencies. So if we can imagine that every frequency is serving a purpose. So rather than saying, this is a limiting belief, I mean, this, that still works, but this is a limiting belief, and then this is like drawing us towards creation. If we can understand that all of these frequencies are part of our atmosphere and how we work with them is how we can change form. So when you say this is a limiting belief, what I'm hearing is this is showing us where we need to detach from form exactly. to move into this over here. So when I see something detaching from form, because at some point, all of us are going to be evolved. We're not going to even think about shame. We're not going to think about fear. It's not even going to be in our consciousness. So how can we still use these frequencies? Well, we're going to program ourselves and say, okay, this is what part of myself I'm detaching from. This is what part of myself I'm letting go of to move into this new shape or this new form. So what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is that these lower frequencies or these denser energies are, or the negative energies, that's just showing us where something in our reality is breaking down. Because when you look at atoms exploding, the way that it harmonizes is there's an explosion in that outer ring of electrons. Yeah. So that's what's happening. Those negative ions or whatever you want to call it, that's what's breaking apart in the reality. And when you can just detach and let go and acknowledge that that's where I'm letting go of. And you begin with, oh, I'm letting go of worthiness. I'm letting go of shame. I'm letting go of whatever. Eventually, you're not even going to have that word in your mind. You're just going to know, oh, I'm letting go of this part of myself so that the next highest version can come in. And now it's like it's an instantaneous use of the energy. You don't have to pause or think about it or anything like that. It just happens in flow. Yeah, that's a, a very exciting way to define it. It's very high level stuff. Because what Joshua talks about is a manifestation event. So something happens in your reality, like an argument with your mate. And so you feel negative emotion. And this is your indication that you're seeing this thing is wrong or bad. And whatever that emotion is called is tied to this, this limited nature in you. And to evolve into who you intended to be and to manifest your desires you'll have to transform from this limited version of you that says that that is wrong, what he just said, and, and try and evolve into a new version. Now, this is a point of choice because you can insist that he changes who he is. Don't talk to me like that ever again. You can set up these boundaries to protect yourself, but that's victimhood and you're going to be exploring more victimhood. Or you can use this event to release this victim part of you in this very small thing at this point in time. There's no accident that that was said and you felt it at this point in time. It came because you're ready for it and you're ready to release that part of you that says that something he says could hurt you, right? And you're going to move to a new level that says, I choose how I perceive things and I can choose to perceive his words as loving or as hurtful. But I know that I'm a being of love. He's a being of love. We're vibrationally matched together. And we're going on our journey. And I know he's my teacher. And he's given me this opportunity to evolve into a higher vibrational form. And this will lead me on this path that I intended to live. Mm -hmm. And my only limitation is by calling him wrong and sticking to my guns and needing to be, have more experience of victimhood. And you say, no, I'm ready to move on to the experience of being a creator. Wow. Like when you just said it like that, as you were explaining the situation, I felt in my body the acknowledgement of when you said you're changing form, because that is what's happening. Like with, that's that feeling. You feel that, that nudge. And instead of reacting to it, that's your point of choice. I call it eating it for breakfast. I eat it for breakfast. I, I allow it to transmute and move out of my body. Like you said, the victimhood. And now you're, you're at homeostasis. You had that little atomic bomb explosion that happened inside your body. You allowed it to clear out what wasn't serving you. And now you are a new form. When you do that, you instantaneously are now a new form. Right, exactly. 
And you're a new form either way, right? Even if you rebel, even if you try and change the conditions, you've had this experience and you're a new form. But, but you're, you're one where you consciously created yourself at a higher level. That's yeah, the key. I love that. You consciously created, right? So awakening is about becoming conscious to how you are being and are you being resistant or are you being allowing or accepting or, or are you being love, you know? And so being love, I'll share this. this uh, I, I had a, tra- you know, a tragedy yesterday. Our dog Tucker got away and he got hit by a car and killed him. And, you know, it took a little time to, to process all of this and we've been very sad. But we realized that he, his life was perfect and, and how he is. And I wrote a little tribute to him on mm. Facebook today. But, but there was one experience. And the woman who, came, who, who hit him, you know, he was just running in the road and she came along. And it was, it was this perfect transition. It, everything happened perfectly, right? Um, and I'm in a lower emotional state of being. And she comes, after he's passed, she comes back to see how he was and everything. And I said, sorry, he's passed. And she said, oh, well, I really hate to bring this up to you, but he damaged my car. I just got this car. I'm going to send you a bill for it. And I said, all right, I'll give it to my insurance company. You know, send it over, right? And, and I was feeling negative emotion about her saying that to me, like, you know. But I didn't act on an urge to try and change her. I processed that emotion that I was feeling and I said, she's suffering too, and she's acting on urges to change her suffering. And this is just what she's doing out of fear. And she isn't being this being of love that she truly is. She's just acting on an urge. And I'm not going to do anything to enhance her sadness and sorrow because I see her as me, you know. And so while I wasn't thrilled about what she said, I didn't act on an urge to change anything, you know. And I just allowed her to be, you know, in peace and harmony. And, and if all the great gifts that Tucker gave us, this was this gift that I actually saw myself at a more evolved state than I would have been, say, two years ago or five years mm-hmm. ago, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was an important thing to understand, you know, that I can not just spout these words, but I can also live them. And in living it, you know, I allowed grace to happen, whatever it is, no fear, you know, no fear that she's being wrong, no fear that she took my dog's life. All that happened, happened perfectly, you know. Mm -hmm. And as I choose to look at it from a higher perspective, while I'm also choosing to look at it from a limited perspective, you know, I'm sinking into that sadness and loss. But while I choose to look at it from a higher perspective, I could see the grace and the perfection of all of it. And... I can cry and understand that when I'm crying, I'm just releasing the trapped emotion in there. And I can communicate with Tucker very easily, you know, and understand the perfection of his life. So these are experiences where you might say, this was a bad experience, but actually it was a transcendent experience. And I got to see myself at this new level. That's beautiful. And that's that right there. I feel like is, I mean, like we've talked about throughout this entire podcast is these experiences in the physical realm. When we do that, we're now inserting that code into consciousness. Everybody has access to this ability. It's like, you're not only doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for all of humanity because we are all each other. We are all connecting with one another. And that is why I felt so driven to create the soul embodied community because I want a space for people to be able to play with all of these emotions, no matter what the emotion is. And nobody's taking it personally. Everybody has personal accountability and everybody wants to understand what these emotions coming up. Why are they coming up? Like, what is it that spirit's showing us through this experience and whatever someone's getting activated or triggered with, you know, um, material that's coming forth. So uh, I love that you gave that example of going with the flow and knowing that she was you. And I mean, it is, this is high level stuff, but this is also the, the direction that humanity is going in. Like this yeah. is where we're evolving into. Yeah. Not just seeing something is right or wrong, but understanding the deeper perspective, the higher perspective of all this stuff. Where can people find this community? 
So we have Soul Embodied Community online. Uh, we are in the process of really building out the structure of that uh, on the website. So, so we've got the Soul Embodied Community, and that's really for people that are at, at a level that they're ready for some sort of leadership. But we also have the Soul Embodied Living branch, and that's where all the people that in the Soul Embodied Community are um, doing their coaching and their training, their modality. So if someone's just getting into this, the Soul Embodied Living would be a really great place to start. Um, but they can also find us on Facebook. We have a Soul Embodiment Tribe uh, Facebook group, and then we have also... Um, Soul Massages has a uh, YouTube channel and, you know, people can also email if they don't know where to start and they feel really called and drawn to just what we're talking about and they want to reach out to me, uh, Bridget, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E at soulmassages.com is my email address. Great. Awesome. Well, this has been a thrilling episode. Thank you so much for being here. It went it by, a pleasure. Went by so quick. <laughs> Really okay. did. I know. I'm like, we could keep going. <laughs> we could keep going forever. Yeah. So I'll put some links to this in the podcast. And of course, anyone wants to email me, it's uh, joshuateachings at gmail.com. Uh, we're right into the beginning of a new boot camp. If you want to learn more about the boot camp, uh, send me an email as well. Also, you can visit the website at joshuateachings.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well as checking out the Joshua Live podcast. Thank you, Bridget, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, we have a private group just for Joshua listeners. It's called The Friends of Joshua. So just search that in Facebook and ask to join and we'll add you. Also, if you'd like to help us spread Joshua's teachings, the very best way you can do that is to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, if you can subscribe to the podcast, that would help a lot. We're ranking higher and higher each week as we go forward, and this is really how people find us. So thanks for everything you do, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.